Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me, as always, is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. And normally I would say, Dalton, how you doing? But I'm going to give a couple real quick disclaimers for this episode. One, I am getting over strep. So that's why I sound like this. And I'm sorry if there's a lot of like throat clearing or coughing. I'm going to try to do my best to like mute. But if there's like weird silences and that's why. Uh, Two, we did not do the show last week because I was on vacation. I was up in St. Louis having a grand old time. And then literally every wrestling news story to ever happen happened last week. So we're we're playing a little bit of catch up. We're going to be talking about Forbidden Door uh, because that is this Sunday and there's just a ton to talk about so we're going to jump right into things but of course dalton how are you doing tonight i'm doing well i'm doing well uh i have a brand new xbox in the living room that like i'm pretty excited to play uh besides that yeah we missed literally everything in one week it was like i'm sitting in the hotel and i'm just like looking at my phone and i'm just like are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding like it just everything just kept happening so I'm not going to lie, I was kind of waiting for you to be like, hey, I have my laptop on me, log on, we're doing this. If it wasn't for the fact that I didn't have the music on my laptop, or like a good mic. And don't, and honestly, I need you to know something. I almost packed my microphone. Just as a, (laughs) you know what, like maybe I'll get bored at the hotel, because like, we, we record on Thursdays. Thursday was my birthday. And I was like, yeah, I like I my original plan was I was already not going to do really anything Thursday. So like, yeah, maybe we could. But I was like, nah, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have like stuff to watch. I have games to play, which I wouldn't have been able to really record anyway, because Thursday was the day that I got a flat tire on the interstate. Yeah. You know, two hours from home. So it wouldn't have worked out anyway. But that is enough of that. Um before we jump into just the everything of it all, uh, we start every week, every episode with the power of positivity, something that brings us happiness, something that brings us joy in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, we start every episode talking about something that, you know, is positive just because there is so much negativity out there and it's just so unnecessary and the, the, the social media was a mistake. And mine this week is a bit of a cop out, but it is the reason that I went up to St. Louis last week and it was for AEW Dynamite. And my power positivity is just my overall experience at Dynamite. Uh, this was my first AEW show. It was an absolute blast. Uh, I got to get a, I got a picture taken with Kip Sabian because he was in his cardboard box, just kind of wandering the venue, just meeting with people and taking pictures and climbing the the uh, seats to like get to people so they could take pictures with them. Like it was cool. Um, We got the Dark Elevation taping from 6 to 7, and then we got Dynamite from 7 to 9, and then Rampage from 9 to 10. And just, the way they do it is so cool, because, like, you've been to Raw's, haven't you, Dalton? Yeah. Yeah, And, like, WWE events where you know they're very clearly at commercial, so you're watching the, oh, here's this video package for whatever. They don't do any of that at AEW, or at least they didn't. It was literally just like, sometimes you really couldn't tell when you were on, when they were on commercial for Dynamite at least, but like for Dark Elevation and Rampage, it was literally just like, okay, the non-contracted people would come out just like to know music. 
uh, Dasha was the ring announcer, so she was just kind of talking to people, pointing out signs, just interacting with the crowd a little bit. And she's like, okay, and then in seven, six, and then she counts down. The entrance music plays for the contracted people. They come out. The match happens. Uh, something happens afterwards, and then it's just like, okay, we're done. We're going to get ready for the next match. And it, like, it all moved like super quick and super smooth, and it was just like, it was... I preferred that so much more than just, yeah. you know, three of the same video packages in a couple hours. And um, and also the show is great. Like, the ladder match was super good. Uh, there's a very solid chance that uh, Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay ends up being in my match of the year contenders. Uh, I think just you because... and a lot of people, me included. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> me specifically, because I was, like, there to see it live, which yeah. was super exciting. But I had a great time. Um, Sting coming back was super cool. Because, like, I haven't gotten to see Sting live before, and now I have. Same. So, Whenever you sent that picture, or I think it was, like, you ended up putting it on, like, Twitter or something, and I was, like, I looked at Sadie, mm-hmm. and I was, like, God damn it, he asked me if I wanted to go, and Sting was there, and I've never seen Sting live. Damn it. <laughs> and you saw my seats. I had those Oh, yeah, too. they were, I saw you on fucking Rampage, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> So that was neat. I had a good, I had a very good time. It was a good birthday trip. Uh, so yeah, that's my power positivity. Dalton, this week, what is your power positivity for pro wrestling? Uh, mine is going to go to um, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. A couple reasons. <laughs> he finally got to meet the rest of the US, uh, USA contingency of chaos. So I'm happy that he got to see the rest of his crew. He finally got to meet <laughs> Statlander. Um, and I don't like. There's some to be said whenever his music played. Now, if he would have shown up in St. Louis, like I would have shown up at your house to kill you. Like been like, mm-hmm. nope, you don't get to have this over me. Because um, I love Okada. Sadie loves Okada. Literally, one the cat that she brought into our relationship was named from Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's Sadie's favorite wrestler. I love him. Uh, if you go back and watch his like AEW debut from last uh, night. And literally, it you just hear the coin drop, which is not like it's very noticeable, but it's not like he's not an American wrestler. So like, if that would have happened at WWE, for one, it would have been some stupid voice line right after the coin drop. But like that coin drop would have happened, they would have been like the Godfather, uh, or something like that. They wouldn't have realized it was Okada. They knew it was Okada, and they treated Okada like such a big deal in that one moment. Which was super awesome. But, like, go back and watch Kazushiko Okada's face when he walks out. He has the most confused look on his face that made me so happy. of just like, you motherfuckers are really about to do this right now, huh? I'm going <laughs> to have to go clear this whole ring right now, aren't I? Uh, I've always loved Okada. Uh, but just getting to see him on American television on, like, a network televised wrestling event was super cool. I also totally forgot, and this was awesome. This is another reason why I really like Jim Ross being at... Uh, AEW, he has called so many Okada matches because mm-hmm. he was doing New Japan for a while, and he was it was one of those like it was not forced. Like Jim Ross actually like was put over Okada and knew how to do it because he was very familiar with his work, and it was just like it was so well done. And I love Okada. This whole household loves Okada. Asa loves Okada. Of course uh, I do. I like okay, why cool. you you, you I don't put know. a question mark on that as like I don't like, like speaking for question. people. I don't like speaking for people sometimes, and I didn't want to put words in your mouth. But yeah, I mean, no. that's, that's fair. I think the reason, I think your main hesitation is that his, the matches with Kenny Omega, uh, because I didn't get to watch them live and they were spoiled for me. A lot of those don't rank as high with me as a lot of other people. Yeah. Just because I'm weird, but that's a me thing. That's just like, and I, and in, in no way am I saying they were bad, 
uh, or anything like that. Because I would just, fight you. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be doing this show. Um, <laughs> it's just like those those hits didn't hit for me as high as a lot of other people. Yeah, because um, I can. That's on me. That is not on them. I recognize that I am in the minority when it comes to those 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 particular matches. Yeah. But no, yeah, I've always I've I've been a fan of Okada for a while. But just getting to see him on like tell like network televised wrestling was super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, and it made me happy. And it's one of those like it, it made me excited to watch Forbidden. Do- I was already excited to watch Forbidden Door, but it made me more excited to watch yeah. Forbidden Bo- Forbidden Door on Saturday <laughs> Sunday. The Forbidden Board. Um, so, uh, and then we are going to cover Forbidden Door, but before we jump into that for the preview, uh, real quick plug for Saturday, June 25th, uh, is of course Cape Championship Wrestling Super Show 5, um, that is Dalton and I's home promotion here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh, tickets I don't believe are available online by the time you're listening to this, uh, because they get taken down Friday at noon, I believe is what Shannon said. Um, but tickets will be available at the door. Uh, you have a chance for a Carrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux meet and greet as well. Yeah, uh, it's good. the The show is legitimately. I can't think of a, a card top to bottom that I've been as excited for. Uh, I told Shannon on PW or on CCW Live that we do every Wednesday with Caleb uh, from Foresight's podcast. Um, I told him, and I meant it because that's that's one of the things I like about doing like CCW Live and doing commentaries. I can just say the things that I think. Yeah. And like, I and mean them. Uh, I am in no way, shape or form excited to watch uh, you and Kevin Cade versus Shannon and Osby. Uh, I am not looking forward to this. Like, it's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. I have no doubt about that. I personally don't want to see it happen. Like, let me watch it on tape after I know everyone is okay. We all walk <laughs> back and we're like all kind of breathing. And you're like, all right, cool. Did somebody record it? Because I want to <laughs> yeah, watch exactly. it now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly no it's um, it's gonna it's gonna be good i'm i'm excited for it um super shows always bring out the best in all of us uh i think there's at least four different matches on this card that could be match of the year and knowing all four people are all four matches involved we all kind of want that yeah uh so i think i i honestly think it's gonna be a night of us all coming to the back and being like all right cool now you gotta top that which yeah i, I hope happens i love those kind of shows because it, oh, yeah. br- it brings the best out of everybody. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for it. Um, but yeah, the, you, can, you can see the full card at uh, the Cape Championship Wrestling Facebook page. Um, Facebook.com slash CCWrestle573. Uh, no, that's not what it is. I think that's the Twitter. Give me one CC Wrestling five seven three. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a stack show uh, that is this Saturday, June twenty fifth, and then Forbidden Door is Sunday, June twenty sixth. Uh, not in August or whatever the hell Dalton thought it was a couple weeks ago when we were I talking was, about I it. I was so wrong. <laughs> um, and holy cow, the amount of injuries that AEW. Wrestling in general, because there's WWE injuries as well that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But dear God, the injuries AEW is having to deal with. CM Punk is injured. Uh, Brian Danielson confirmed on Dynamite last night that he is not cleared for either Forbidden Door or uh, Blood and Guts. Uh, MJF isn't injured, but he's off television. Um, You have Kyle O'Reilly is now 
apparently injured. That's why it's he's not involved in the Forbidden Door card. Uh, just so many. I know they just announced Red Velvet and Sky Blue are just uh, are injured or dealing with injuries as well. You got Anthony Bowens is hurt. Like it's 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 so bad. But given the fact of how many people are hurt, how many people aren't active right now, they still put together just a friggin' impressive card. Like, if oh, you're yeah. looking at this, and you're like, I mean, yes, obviously, Punk not being there, Danielson not being there, like, those are those are big misses. That's unfortunate. But if you're looking at this and being like, yeah, but this card sucks, though, I don't know what to tell you. I've, uh, so I'm on wrestling TikTok because I don't like my life. <laughs> and there are some people that are just like, this card's ass. And I'm like, all right, I get that this card is not what it should be. But like, man, if you look at this and you're like, no, that's going to be bad. I'm like, ah, no, nah, man, you're you're off base on this one. Like, and there, don't get me wrong. There's a couple matches that I'm not like super on board with as a whole. But still, like the card as a, the, the card overall is still pretty incredible. Uh, starting with the eight man tag team match. Uh, that is going to be on the buy-in. Hopefully, you'll actually get to see it because uh, I hope it's on fight and not friggin' Bleacher Report again. Buy buy-ins on YouTube, dog. That's oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So we will get to see that. Um, but it is the Gun Club, Billy Gun, Austin Gun, Aston Gun, and Colton Gun, uh, and Max Caster taking on the NJPW Dojo, Yuya Yumera, Alex Coughlin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. I and. I'm I, just here. F- Go you ahead. Mis- you mispronounced three of their names. It's yeah, I'm m- sure I did. It's Mr. Ass, Austin Ass, and Colton Ass. Oh, you but- bitch. <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I fucking got you. Yes, we can stop recording now. The show's over. I'm not no, going to get fine. better the than that. <laughs> the audio has already been corrupted. Uh, we're not going to get an episode out this week. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I got you on that all one. It took, all, it, all it took was for me to be exhausted and have strip nope that's fine i'll take it this is this is if if i would have caught that it would have been the equivalent of seth rollins still losing to cody yeah that's fine like with 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 one arm no it's fine Uh, i got it i got it it is it is mr ass and the ass boys and max (laughs) caster of course i'm i'm just excited to hear what the rap's gonna be because max caster is fun uh the one that he did on friday be, or on on Wednesday, because keep in mind they recorded Rampage Wednesday night when yeah. he came out with uh, not only a January sixth line with Jericho on commentary, but I have more to say. But they made me sign an NDA. Literally, yeah. the morning of the Wall Street Journal report was <laughs> Chef's kiss. Um, moving on for onto the main card though, uh, an eight man tag team match as the Bullet Club El Fantasmo. Hikuleo, I never know. I always say that wrong, and I apologize. Uh, and the Young Bucks, new AEW Tag Team Champions, taking on the Dudes with Attitudes, Darby Allen, Sting, and uh, members of the LIJ, Shingo Takagi, and Hiro- Time Bomb Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. And that's super cool. I, I dig Sting and LIJ together as a group. I dig the Young Bucks being back with okay. the Bullet Club. Okay. I was like, um, if you if you talk about this match and you're not hyped for the fact that for hope maybe one the last time we'll ever get to see it, but we at least know it's gonna happen. We're gonna get to see the Young Bucks come out in Bullet Club shirts. Cause I've also been listening to their uh, audiobook this week. 
oh, that should have been my power of positivity. Because that's a like <laughs> I'm gonna have to go buy that book for real. Because uh, I've that's a it's a good it's a good listen. Uh, but like hearing them talk about how like the Bullet Club changed their life pretty much. Mm-hmm. like is super cool but so yeah like listening to that book this week was really helpful because it put a lot into context like i remember whenever they announced that and i just told you i was like it's super dope that the young bucks are going to be representing bullet club one more time yeah i know and I, that is good it's good that's going to be interesting because like the bullet club now being spread out across three separate promotions with now aew but new japan and impact wrestling because yeah. you got to keep in mind, Jay White was doing stuff with there. The Good Brothers are Bullet Club again. Chris Bay. Uh, oh, Chris God, Bay getting added in. Like, yeah. So that's my uh, favorite one. Phantasma would have done stuff with um, with Impact as well. Like, yeah, there's this. It's going to be interesting. Plus, later on in this card, uh, we have a little bit of potential Bullet Club tension, too. So I'm, yeah. I think this is going to be cool. I am curious if it is because... I, I am curious if it is going to be like the the Bullet Club and all four of them come out together. Or if it is going to be Bullet Club and then the Young Bucks come out, you know, to Super Kick Party. So I'm it could be cool. It, it, could, it could be very interesting how they I, there's a number of different ways it could go. And I'm on board with kind of any of them, really. Uh, Asa, this is my I want this is the gear I want them to wear. I want them to wear the black tights with just the logos on the side. That's all I want. <laughs> like, I, and I'm not going to get that because this is forbidden or they're going to do something really fucking cool. But I want that. Just there? nice and simple. Uh. Just nice and simple. That's all I want. Uh, but oh, also you saying Shingo, man, you know how much of a bummer, like the fact that we're not getting Danielson versus Shingo. I mean, we're not getting Danielson at all. But like, I just realized that Shingo that versus was... Danielson is... That Something... wasn't the match that was supposed to happen. Oh, I know, but I'm saying they were going to have them both on a card and it wasn't going to be against each other, and that is a travesty in my opinion. Because I yeah. just realized that I want to see Shingo versus Danielson real bad. The Young Bucks' current Twitter bio is, oh god, we're gonna ha- we- we've are we got to dust off some old boxes up in the attic, don't we? <gasps> so, you know, you never know. If I get that, I will be tweeting at Jamie Padauer being like, just get the license for one fucking set of action <laughs> figures. Just get it for one set of action figures. Just do it. Uh, the AEW Women's World Championship will be defended as Thunder Rosa defends against Tony Storm. Um, I'm very glad this match is happening on this card. Yeah. Because New Japan historically does not have women wrestlers. Uh, there would be no crossover uh, option here. And with AEW's track record of not consistently using women like they should, and they could have the ability to with the depth of their women's roster. The fact that they are putting a championship match on here, like that does make me happy. And I do think that's a plus. Yeah. And I get that there, there's going to be dipshits online. that are like, Oh, they're not from new Japan. Blah. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. Somebody, this- somebody set a good workaround for it. And it was just like, dude, Tony Storm works so much in stardom. Just let it be that. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that works. But again, I didn't care to begin with. I'm just happy there's a women's match on this. Like they, that was a they could have just hand waved that away. Yeah, there could have been just no women at all. But thankfully, yeah. there's at least I would have preferred if there was you know more than just the oh well we've got our one women's match, which is always just kind of lazy to do, but it's better than nothing. So. Yeah, because it could have been nothing and it could have been justified, which is real bad. Yeah. 
uh, a three-way winner-take-all tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championship and the IWGP Tag Team Championship as FTR defends the ROH Championship against United Empire, Great Ocon, and Jeff Cobb, who are defending the IWGP Tag Team Championship against Rapongi Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. And what a sweet gig for Rapongi Vice. They don't have to put anything up for grabs. They oh, just could walk out here with two different... They could just walk out of here with two major tag team championships. I really hope Rapongi Vice wins. I know they're not going to. I really hope no. they do. FTR. Uh, I... I think I've now come to the conclusion that there is a, we've talked about this before, not necessarily on the show, but like you and I have talked about how there is a small number of people that when they're wrestling, I want them to win their match. Yeah. Like, I don't care what the story is. I don't care who's supposed to win this match. I see them wrestle and I want them to win. Yeah. And the FTR has kind of started to reach that point for me. Mostly I think for this one, because I want them to have the IWGP tag titles yeah so then so they can be seven star ftr rapongi vice is one of mine like that too asa though no and i like i said <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying that i want ftr to win so ftr is the one who should win yeah so i guess i am saying you're wrong but that's fine but rapongi um, vice anyway go ahead we can keep moving the, the only thing that i don't want them to do and i think AEW has kind of earned enough goodwill in this regard is for them to do some fucky finish yeah. where both team like FTR keeps the ROH uh United Empire keeps the IWGP. Yeah. Like I Which, don't I don't like I said I don't think it will happen but that would be a supreme bummer if they do kind of bitch out like that. Well because if you think about it the only one that we wouldn't the only one that we haven't seen yet is FTR in New Japan. Which but I'm pretty sure if New Japan was like hey can you come here in three months and lose the belts in a like match or defend them up like once a once every two months in Japan and then lose them at Wrestle Kingdom? Like they would be like, yeah, that sounds like all the fun in the world. I would bet I would bet money that if it wasn't for the pandemic, that FTR would have already been over there. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Um, So there isn't a wrong answer. The, it, again, this is the Dalton. This is who I want to win. I want Rapongi Vice to win. They're not gonna like they're mm-hmm. not gonna. Uh, but if they did, I would be so happy. But also, Great O'Con in Vegas made me love him. Like, there's no wrong answer for this match. Yeah, uh, every, everyone loves Great O'Con. I'm a huge fan of Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah, Jeff uh, Cobb's legit, like... So, like, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no real wrong answer here, except for the coward's way out, like we talked about. Yeah. Uh, the sing, uh, the IWGP United States championship will be defended as will osprey excuse me sorry again i'm sick i'm sorry this is what i sound like uh will osprey defends against orange cassidy um not the match that was supposed to happen um allegedly but i think this is going to be a very very good match especially now that orange cassidy is back um him coming out on dynamite last week too like that was super that was just a as soon as I heard the Pixies, I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of lost my mind a little bit. So that was, which was weird because like, I've always liked Orange Cassidy a lot, but it was just that moment of him like surprise appearing. Yeah. Of just like, sweet, let's go. I'm yeah. enjoying this. Uh, but yeah, this match is going to be super good. I don't see Orange Cassidy winning it, but that's okay. What if, no, anyway, what if he does? Anyway, we'll keep going. 
Yeah, I mean, he might. It, we don't. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a 50-50, let's be real. <laughs> You're right. Uh, everything's a 50-50. It either is or it isn't. Uh, let's see. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Show, mm-hmm. old, good old shooter uh, in a six-man tag team match. I, I get to see Minoru Suzuki and Eddie Kingston potentially square off. I better see them square off. Someone's going to lose an ear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe multiple people. Fuck it. Let's go. I, it'll either be Jericho or Sammy because like. I could see Wheeler dialing it up. I want. I want to see. Sh- I want to see Shota just like wreck fools. Yeah. Too. Just like he's been working to make Papa John proud. Like got impressed oh, Papa God. Moxley. God damn it! It's so good. It's so. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Somebody's gonna die. It's gonna be so good. Uh, because like yeah, no Kingston Yuta and yeah Shota. That's gonna be. Oh, it's a good. That's a good. And then having Suzuki on the other side. That's the one that's gonna be like. All right, you go in and get hit. You yeah. go, you go, you go do that. We're not doing that. You go in and do that. Um, let's see. Okay. So we'll jump into this one just because I was going to save it for later and I forgot about it. Uh, we have a Zack Sabre Jr. versus mystery, excuse me, versus mystery opponent, uh, on dynamite last night. Excuse me again. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a terrible episode. Uh, last night. Brian Danielson came out to the ring and said that he would not be medically cleared for either Forbidden Door or Blood and Guts the following Wednesday. Um, he said he would be back. It's not a matter of if, but just when. It's and to you know not be freaking out given his previous injuries we know of. But <laughs> I did like how he played it as just like, but I did come out of the bad guy tunnel, so I'm not going to tell you who it is. But when Eddie Kingston called me a judgmental prick, he was right. I have super high standards, and there is only one person that I trust to go into this match with Zack Sabre Jr. and to go into Blood and Guts. And it's just like, oh, here's the speculation. Oh, dear Lord, now everybody's all a titter of just like, who's this going to be? And... It's got. It's got to be Cesaro, right? It's got to be. It almost have to be, yeah. It's got to be Claudio. Who, you know, he's he's trademarked the CSRO for wrestling purposes a while back, um, as well as a bunch of like Twitch streaming and coffee and and all this other stuff. Plus, he has that deep connection with William Regal. He's got the connection with Danielson. Like I could see him fit. Which Excalibur then even Excalibur on commentary said the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. So, like, that's the only thing that kind of gives me pause, because it's like, okay, so a flat-out stable of Mox, Danielson, and Cesaro, Swiss, Claudio, Castagnoli, whatever you want to call them, that almost seems like you got too many of the Infinity Stones just kind of sitting there, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. So, Which I'm... is, honestly, which is why I, I think it could be Gargano. Not saying that Gargano's not as high up there as... Uh, Cesaro, because I think that... Mm. I mean, either one of those hands... There's three right answers. Cesaro, uh, Gargano, or Jonathan Gresham. Those are the yeah. three... Those are the three that I want... One of those three, I won't be upset. If it's anybody else, it's going to have to be a good one. Chris Hero, the four. Uh, that mm. one won't... What if it's Chris Hero? Anyway... It's Chris Hero. <laughs> what if it's Chris Hero? Anyway... um, The only person that Eddie Kingston hates more than Cesaro. 
Yes. Except it, he actually, like, actually hates him. That's fine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, like, it would be... Oh, that would be good. But, no, like, it could be Gargano, because, again, it's one of those things, like, oh, it's the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, who would who would William Regal be really high on? I don't know. Johnny Gargano? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, That would be somebody that he would be, and he hasn't done any wrestling since early this year. Um, he's taken, like, a good amount of time off, which is good. He, he should have. Um, but like if he came, if he came back, if he came into AEW and his first match was against Zack Sabre Jr. Whew. But same for Cesaro, honestly. Now, did you see that Gargano has confirmed that he's actually going to be in Chicago on Sunday? Oh, he is? He is, but he's only going to be there for eight hours and he's leaving before the show starts. Like, and he's even said on Twitter, like, I know this is just going to make people not believe me even more, but it's the truth. So, I mean, I don't believe workers work, you know, work to everyone, Dalton. Oh, I f- we'll, get you, mm, we'll get you, mm. we'll get you that shirt. Oh, I fucking uh, hate that shirt. Oh, I hate that goddamn <laughs> shirt. Oh, so God damn it. I personally, I do hope it's Cesaro just because I miss him on television. I miss yeah. seeing him wrestle. I, I jump into some of his Twitch streams every once in a while. Um, but I, I, that's, that's who I'm hoping, but I'm excited to see who it's going to be. Uh, next up is the four-way match for the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship uh, as Pac takes on Miro, takes on Malachi Black, that was supposed to take on Ishii, except he got injured. So now, again, the card's subject to change. So now it is Clark Connors uh, who is going to be taking that fourth slot in the uh, All-Atlantic Championship match. And this is... I'm starting to kind of see where people are talking about AEW having too many titles. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like this could have been just, like, a, a cup. Uh, it could have been, you know, just a, just a four-way match. Just, you know, hey, you, you want to be on the pay-per-view, you got to earn your way in with the series match. You could have really done the same thing. Because I don't know if this is going to be a, an active championship to be defended, like the TNT title. Is it going to be like the Owen Cup, where they got a championship belt, but it's not up for grabs? Or like the, the FTW belt, which was strictly just like, oh, I'm awarding this to my person because this is mine and I want them to have it. Like, not set to be defended. So, I if it's if it's just like a one-time thing, like, cool, whatever. But if it is another belt that's going to be on television, like, regularly... I don't know how, maybe, we, you know, we'll see how they do with it, but I'm not 100%, 100% convinced it's that necessary. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way with it. I don't, it's neat, it's a nice looking belt, but I it don't, good. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Which, like, it's wrestling, it's a, it's a prop, like, it's a nice prop, it's a really pretty prop, but like, mm-hmm. ah, it could be really cool. Oh, Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh... There is a four-way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship as Jay White defends against Okada, Hangman Adam Page, and Adam Cole Bebe. And we talked about this two weeks ago, of like, what was the IWGP Championship going to be? Because I predicted it was going to be the tag match, mm-hmm. where it was Hangman and Okada against White and Cole, and it wasn't going to have a t- their title wouldn't be on the line. But the four-way is a much better option because I like that the title is going to be defended. I like that it is going to cause friction between Cole and White. 
Uh, it I kind of do feel like Cole is only in there to take the pin, though. Yeah. Like, White is gonna... White's totally gonna betray him. But... Uh, this should have been two separate matches. I'm gonna say it, it should have been two singles. It should have been Adam Cole versus Okada. Um, which now saying it out loud, like, I fought it, but saying it into the world makes me more angry that I'm not getting that. Um, <laughs> it should have been Cole versus Okada and then White versus Page. Honestly, yeah. that that's what it should have been. I it's it's gonna be a four way. It's gonna be really good um, because there's not there's not a bad one in that group. Uh, and like oh, I'm super bummed. What I would have I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, it should what it should have been. Well, not I. That sounds pretentious, and I don't mean it to. What I would have preferred is it is Hangman versus Okada for the title. Oh yeah. And then you can insert like Jay White and Adam Cole into the Young Bucks match. Like have it be Bucks and Cole and White against, you know, whoever. Which that would cause some shuffling. Yeah, because like that would cause some shuffling there. But like I would have, I was very excited for the, even just the possibility of Adam Page versus Okada. Oh yeah, no. We we knew immediately that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, we knew that immediately wasn't going to happen because White won the title right away. But it's like, man, even if Page doesn't win the belt, like that match, let White let White win it. You know, a week, you know, two weeks later, or you know, whatever. So yeah, but it is what it is. Four way match is still going to be really good. Like, I am super stoked to see what they put together because I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And then undoubtedly, what's going to be the main event? Excuse me. To crown the interim AEW World Champion is John Moxley versus Tanahashi, the Ace, and I'm gonna give him all the props in the world to John Moxley here. He has made this match feel so much more important than just for the AEW Championship, the interim championship. He has made this feel like personal, like he has a separate, equally important goal in taking the title of ace from Tanahashi yeah. and the fact that he added that wrinkle in there kind of up until last week's dynamite there was never a doubt in my mind obviously John Moxley is winning this he's going to be the interim AEW world champion like that's just there's no drama there's no room for doubt but him going into the whole like I want to be the ace I want to beat you because I want to prove that I am the best wrestler in the world is just like okay this kind of, to me at least, kind of gives me a little bit of, a little bit of pause. That maybe they would put the AEW title on Tanahashi like that. I, I that could be interesting. I still am like ninety five percent that Moxley wins this. Yeah, but I, I like that they've, they've made me invested. Otherwise, it would have just been like, oh, this is like a dream match, and that's cool. But now there's like, it feels like there's genuine stakes. Like, yeah. because there's like that emotional investment that Moxley is able to inject into just any of his matches. Because yeah, and, he's fantastic. And that's like the that's why you pay a lot of money to somebody like John Moxley. Because he can make anything seem important. Um mm-hmm. like people like him in Kingston, where Kingston literally did a promo about a like a cookie and they posted it online. Like Moxley's in that same vein where he can make he can get a match the week of seem like it's personal. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't it's I mean, it's all force because it's all an, like this is all an act. But like, he is very believable every time, and I think it's just the way that he's always done his character and the only way he's always cut his promos. Of like, every match is important to him. Even like if you go back and watch the Dante Martin stuff, 
Like yeah. him him giving Dante Martin a little bit more every time. Until he's just like, oh, this little shit, and then puts him away. Uh, but he always gets a little bit more. So, like, he has a way of elevating people and himself at the same time. Like, he's really fucking good. Um, and then you have him in there with Tanahashi, who is legitimately one of the best wrestlers that has ever been. Um, that match is going to be really stupid. Honestly, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's a way that John Moxley w- loses this match. But I think he should. I think, especially since Danielson's out for a while, mm-hmm. let Moxley and William Regal's number one goal be to get that AEW belt back to the to the company. Not make Tanahashi the bad guy by any means, but like it's kind of like Thor from a uh, Endgame to Infinity War or Infinity War to Endgame, where mm-hmm. no, it's his fault. He should have cut the head off. Moxley didn't get to cut the head off. Now he has to go get it back. Like, I think that would be a way more interesting story. And you don't need Tanahashi every week. Like, you just don't. Um, you can have Jericho shit on Moxley for losing the belt for their championship or for their sh- show. And then just have, like, Moxley have to build up to get back to there. You don't need Tanahashi for that. Um, when, it would is also- Wrestle- when is Wrestle Kingdom? January 4th. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, Wrestle Kingdom's Dominion should be coming up soon. Nope, Dominion just happened. I was gonna say, I think Dominion just happened. Yup. Uh, it doesn't. I was. It. It doesn't. It. It's not super uh, important. All, all I, Out is in uh, September. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All Out is August or September. Yeah, I. It. It doesn't. It's not super important. It was just. I was very off board with what you were saying, but the longer you went on, the more I kind of was coming around on it. And it's just like, yeah, because if there was like a big New Japan show and that's where, you know, a quote unquote AEW guy won it back could be kind of interesting. But I I still I. You sold me on it a little bit, but I still would much prefer Moxley to like get this win just because the lineation of inner it goes back to me disliking the concept of an interim, interim champion yeah. in pro wrestling. Because it's like, okay, so if Tanahashi wins it and then Moxley wins it off of him and then Punk comes back, like, okay, so then it's it, it screws with the lineage. But again, that's a personal thing for me. I get that not everybody has that same hang-up. Yeah, because it's one of those, the second Punk gets healed, you just throw him into the mix and add to it. You can do it. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit you can do. Um, but I think you're, I think Moxley's walking away with it, which is fine. Uh, yeah. I'm not, everything I just said about Moxley is exactly how I feel. So if they give him the belt, sweet. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I, it's not like it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Plus yeah. I think he should get a good run, you know, holding in, a championship in front of people in front of people. Yeah. So, but that's for Bindor. Uh, I'm excited for the show. I'm probably going to watch it Sunday. At least I'm going to try to. So we'll have our review and our thoughts on that next week's episode. And if you want to let us know what matches you're most excited for, let us know what you thought of the show as it happens. Uh, you can always tweet at us at nerdiest part, uh, twitter.com slash nerdiest part for the show's Twitter. Give us a follow, uh, hang out with us, talk wrestling with us. It's super cool. And now I know we said that there is a million and a half news stories to get through. And there are, but we're not going to go super deep dive into a ton of these um, just for the sake of time. Because we still got like 20 minutes before we hit an hour. We're actually doing great on time so far. 
kudos to us and Air watch Fly. us mess it up <laughs> yeah now we and now we we dive in because last week on wednesday there was a devastating wall street journal article that dropped uh that included that accused wwe ceo chairman founder uh lord god emperor supreme vince mcmahon had been paying hush money to a number of employees for sexual acts sexual favors which is uh very against corporate policy and is just all around shady so now i got a question and like mm-hmm. you may not know the answer to it um and i'm not defending by any stretch of the imagination but like is what he did illegal if it was his own money because that's what the reports have been like it, he was not using corporate money if he was using corporate money then yes that is a big problem yeah uh, um, i mean not saying it's not a big problem it's it's a weird headspace i'm in because like did legal he... problem it's a legal problem it is a legal the... problem no, no, no. If if he had used corporate money for this, then that would be a, that would be a legal problem because okay. he's using he is using money that is not technically his for this. Yeah. Um. Since he is using his own personal money, uh, I don't think it is technically illegal, but it is highly immoral. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not so saying not- with what because like I've seen some people be like, we finally need to throw like arrest him or throw him in the jail cell and lock away or like throw away the key and i'm like i don't think he broke a law is he scummy fuck yeah he is but like i don't think he did anything outwardly illegal and it's not like it's not an assault charge they literally just found out that he was paying somebody hush money like i'm not defending it i am not defending it i need that to be known no 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 like no no you're you're being you're being clear about that no and again it's like i said it's not as far as i know i am now i'm far from a legal expert but my understanding of it from what i have read is um that no what what he did is not outright illegal now unless and unless it was a situation where he assaulted somebody if he well that or if he like which i mean this would fall under that umbrella if he had like threatened her job as to be okay. like, hey, you have to do do this, or you're fired. Then that is that is that falls kind of more into the illegal umbrella there. But if it, from my understanding of it, is that this was, I don't I don't want to say consensual because like the power dynamics at play here kind of make it to where there's a reason that whenever you have a any sort of like office job or corporate job and you have to go to the sexual harassment training like this is a very high up on the you cannot fucking do this list yeah Um, well that and like that's why they make people disclose relationships so that way whenever shit like this pops off it's not a shock because this also isn't something that happened yesterday it's something that happened like a couple years ago yeah it's it's been yeah it's been a while there's been multiple like there's been a lot of time between it and again it's been apparently more than one person um john laurinitis was involved uh in a way but this so this all broke out uh vince mcmahon stepped down as ceo temporarily while the investigation is underway because wwe is investigating uh but he retained his position as head of creative so 
okay, that nothing's, so nothing's going to change on TV. And who's and, the uh, Asa? Who's the interim CEO? I know how much you hate interims in wrestling. Uh, who's the interim CEO? Listen, this is different. Don't, <laughs> no, I, don't tie this in. Don't. No, I've been waiting uh, to make that joke since I read that article. <laughs> well, you're a bad person. Um, but Stephanie McMahon has has in fact stepped in to replace him uh, in the role of CEO while the investigation is underway. Uh, so. Just to be clear, this thing that has implicated both Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis, who was the head of talent relations, uh, John Laurinaitis was not seen backstage. Excuse me. Laurinaitis was not seen backstage at Raw or SmackDown. He uh, has apparently been at least temporarily replaced by Bruce Pritchard because uh, I think it was Fightful had a report that said someone they talked to backstage said because Vince knows three people, um, Bruce (laughs) Pritchard has taken over John Laurinaitis's role, uh, but they do not expect Laurinaitis to be back. Meanwhile, Vince keeps his role as head of creative and goes on fucking television <laughs> two shows in a row just to wave his old-ass dick around and be like, y'all ain't bothering me. I don't give a fuck. That's all that was. Do not think that that was a, I'm trying to stand in solidarity with my fans. No, that is him just being an uh, old dick. Did you see? Uh, I don't know if I screenshot. I hope I did. But Brian Gortz made a post or like a tweet about it, and he was like, "All right, so if I was head of relate, or if I was head of, or if I was still writing for WWE, he would be coming out every week, and it would get more and more insane. Literally to the point where he literally comes out one time and says, "Oh, by the way, uh, shirts are thirty percent off on WWEshot.com and leave." He's like, "Cause if they're gonna be this ridiculous about it, just go full hog, like nah. it's it's so get him stupid." The fuck- get him the fuck off tv he needs to not be seen this is not from all accounts like take a take what we've learned over the last week and a half away yeah this is still like what seems to be not a good person like at his core yeah so that's why him showing up on tv really does not sit super well with me and again Uh, and that's why i was kind of talking about the legality of what he did because in the eyes of the law he didn't do anything wrong, and at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's going to tell him no in that company, unless it's like a complete overthrow, but his family's enrooted in that fucking company, so it's going to be hard to get that to happen on, like, the board of directors and shit. So, no, like... I you... think that if they if they can show that, like, oh, this legit happened, uh, this, is a mis- this is an abuse of power, which is what it is, even though he wasn't using company money, that is still a pretty big black eye to the company, uh... He may be permanently outed. I, I would not be surprised if he was permanently outed as CEO. What the big change needs to be is whether or not he's fired from the company wholesale, including yeah. his role in creative. And that's which the thing. I think that is going to be. I think that is going to be harder. Yeah, and if they don't, he, at the end of the day, if Vince is still allowed to be creative, uh, he can do like he, he can just keep doing this it's real fucking weird i remember whenever they announced it in like one of our group chats they were like well fuck now i gotta tune into smackdown and i was like there nothing's gonna happen that i need to watch it and then guess what nothing happened that i needed to watch and then surprise on monday he shows back up did anything happen that i needed to watch nah uh i've just got confirmed that he that man is bullshit crazy like it's it's yeah, literally he- the, the ramblings of an insane man yeah, it's literally it was just it was a literal show of power of I'm still here, I'm not going anywhere. Deal with it. Like that's what that was because he's a fucking sociopath. Um meanwhile, as news of this broke, 
uh, WWE has apparently caught the uh, SEC eye uh, with some insider trading concerns. I haven't seen this be followed up as much, so this may already have been dispelled. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but there was a higher than average sell-off of WWE stock by people within the company the day the story broke, but before the story broke. Yup. So that kind of raises some, that raises some red flags there. Um, but the, like I said, there's not a whole lot of detail on that, but they are currently being investigated. They're being sued by like five different law firms or they're being investigated by like five different law firms. But a lot of those I've seen people say are like, yeah, but these are, excuse me, these are smaller firms just kind of hoping to get a settlement because a lot of the time big corporations like this it's easier just to pay to make it go away than to actually like yeah go into it so these there there's some of these companies are just looking for a quick payday which i mean all right our legal system's cool and normal uh um and if he has 300 or if he has three million dollars hush money he probably has. Give me the fuck away. Get the fuck oh, yeah. away from me, money. Yeah, no, that's. But also, this is different because it isn't just uh, Vince being investigated. It's WWE as an entity. And so, and if there's anything we know about WWE, they definitely have the get the fuck away from me, money. We saw the Saudi deal. Yeah, they got yeah, no so shit. much money. <laughs> no shit. Um, in supremely bummer news, which a lot of this news isn't, there's not a lot of great news that came out of the last couple weeks. No. Uh, there's a couple highlights, but that's about it. Um, very unfortunate news. Uh, Jeff Hardy was arrested for DUI. Uh, he has been suspended without pay from AEW until he completes a treatment program and can uh, prove sobriety. And this happened... Was it Monday or Tuesday? It was before the ladder match. It was like Sunday. Last Wednesday. Was it Sunday? It was, okay. it was yeah, because it, like, I need to go back and see when I sent you that Reby's, uh Hardy tweet. or Oh, the TikTok, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing, man, no, I don't want to see him wrestle ever again. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, done. I think I'm kind of there, too. Like, like he's, he, he's put himself through so much that like it's i don't think it's good for him which again this is this is two people who don't know him have never met him but like i just i don't see it being good for him also like it breaks my heart because it's the same thing with the fucking usos anytime like one of these stories hits like dui hit close to home for me so it's just like man i will i i will never blame someone for being addicted I will never blame someone for addiction because addiction is a motherfucker. It is a disease. It fucks with your brain. Like there is no shame in being addicted, but it doesn't excuse you from making dumb ass selfish bullshit choices, Yeah. which choosing to drive while highly impaired on anything is a bullshit selfish choice. Yeah. So, on the one hand, I do feel bad for him. I hope he gets the help that he needs. I hope that he ultimately is okay and, you know, can take care of himself. But on the other hand, man, fuck you. You're a millionaire. You can afford an Uber. There is no yeah. sense. In, there is no reason for you to get behind the wheel of a car with your 
fucking blood alcohol being what like three times the legal limit yeah so did i ever tell you like my weird weekend job when i was a college kid like before i like moved moved to cape i don't think so so my mom my mom and my stepdad are barflies that's the nicest way i can say it like i love them to death right. um but me and my older sister they would all like get shitty faced every weekend my parents and their friends and they would be out in the local balls bars in perryville um and me and my sisters always had all of my, our parents friends had both of our phone numbers and they would just text me and Danielle. And this was like 10 people like every weekend mm-hmm. and we would drive them and we'd never charge them because they were drunk and they were going to pay us anyway. And just how drunk they were always ended up being how much we, they made. And there was sometimes where I didn't want to take the money cause it was too high of <laughs> a thing. Like I'm talking like a hundred dollars to like mm-hmm. drive 20 minutes Right. Um, and I'm like, ah, it's, that's a lot of money. And then they'd always say it like this. And this is why, like, these kind of news stories piss me off. Because I was taught this when I was, like, 19 in college. And, they, like, this this person handed me a $100 bill. And they were like, here you go, uh, Dalton. And I was like, nah, that's way too much. It was like a, it was like a five-mile drive. And the person deadass looked at me. And they were drunk as all get out. And said, $100 is a whole lot less than what that DUI was going to be that I was going to get. So just take the money, have a great night. And that yeah. stuck with me. And like, that was before Uber. And it's one of those where it's like, that person had a hundred dollars to give to some fucking college kid to drive them home. Now, granted, use an Uber. Don't like get random people to drive you home. Uh, get somebody connected through a thing. Like that's how murders happen. Uh, but anyway, like he had the money to do it. He had the resources to do it. He made a real fucking stupid choice. And if it was a one-time thing, you can hand wave that away. Kind of, but this has mm-hmm. been a 22 year kind of thing. Like this has been a problem since like, well, not 22, 20. It's been a thing since like Oh two Oh three. So this is like a 20 year problem. And like, man, yeah, you don't want to like, you don't want to dogpile on somebody that is legitimately addicted to something. But at a certain point, man, you gotta like fucking realize that you're going to kill somebody eventually. Like it's, yeah. it, it's fucking happened in the wrestling world within the last three months. Like fucking Sonny killed somebody. Yeah. And like, it's gonna like, I, I don't like this. I don't like saying this. Jeff Hardy is, is maybe going to kill some, somebody someday. One of the Usos is going to kill somebody someday. And then what are we going to give them one more chance after that? Well, no, they killed somebody. We shouldn't have fucking given them the chance four chances ago. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of like, man, AEW needs to get him through rehab and then be like, man, we would love to have you back, but I don't think it's a good choice. And then if Hardy goes and works indies, that is no longer Tony Khan and AEW's problem. And that sounds very selfish, and that's not that should not be the point. But these companies gotta stop giving out these chances. Like you gotta stop doing it for Jeff Hardy. You gotta stop doing it for uh, oh god, Jimmy Uso. I think so. I don't remember. I think it's Jimmy. Like you got, you gotta stop giving them the chances. And that sounds super fucking harsh. And yes, people can change. But for one with Hardy, it's been 20 years of constant, this shit. Mm -hmm. If it's not drugs, it's alcohol. If it's not alcohol, it's drugs. And like it's happened inside the ring and outside the ring for him. Fortunately for the Usos, it's only been outside the ring that we're aware of. Like, it's been both, and we we keep giving them chances, and that's why I'm like kind of done with it, because I'm like, no, at a certain point, I don't care how beloved you are, at a certain point, you don't deserve more chances. Like, and I, it's, I don't think... It's, 
it's infuriating. Yeah, it's, like it's heartbreaking, and it it sucks because there's no like there's no winner here. There's no no, and, there's no real happy ending. And if to you're come of it. if you're looking for a winner in this situation, you're a bad person. Because I've also because again I'm on wrestling internet and uh, or internet wrestling things, and that's always a bad fucking place to be. I hate those places, but it's where I'm at. And like it's like oh you will WWE tried offering them help. That's not the fucking argument you think it is. Um, they offered it, and then the second they realized that he was not fucked up that night, they retracted it and tried giving him a Hall of Fame uh, induction. Mm -hmm. So let's not act like that company that just recently found out that the CEO was giving hush money to somebody is a, are good fucking people. Uh, I just, uh, I just for his sake, I hope he gets out. And also, like to to point out, like because Matt and Rebby Hardy have talked about it, like it's not on them. No, like the people going, the people going after them are also full of shit. Yeah, like they're they're not enablers. Like hearing them talk about it and being like, no, this event that we went to, we made sure alcohol was not served. We made sure it wasn't there. Like they're doing everything they can to like help him, and he's the one making these decisions. So it's you know this is this is Which on him to is... try to to try to lash out at somebody else to like take yeah. responsibility for one person's actions. You can't do it. And let me just and again, ah, that should have been my fucking power of positivity with them two. Um. The, the amount that they did was already above and beyond of what they should have fucking done. Because, yes, that is Matt's brother. But at a certain point, Matt has, like, three kids and a wife. Jeff has like 12 kids. Yeah, I mean, like, he has a whole compound. We've gone <laughs> over three, this. He had three kids this weekend, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not Matt and Reby's job. Like, even if what they did was true, and I would like to think that it is, like, of making sure that they weren't serving Jeff alcohol, this, that, and another, that was already far and away more than what they should have had to have done. Right. Cause like, and I don't, it's, it's a fucking bummer all the way around. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of done with Jeff, honestly. Like, I don't want to see him back. And that's not like me being hateful. It's just like, no, it's Hunter, so, Hunter was saying it on PWU last week of just like, it's very apparent. I think he saw it from somebody like pundit, but being like Jeff Hardy can wrestle or he can be sober. Like, I don't think he can do both anymore. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, if that is the case, which, I mean, it's not fucking hard to see that that wouldn't be the case. Like, fuck, pick sober, please. Because, like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I would much rather have the good memories of Jeff Hardy. If this is the last thing he retires and I don't ever have to worry about it again, be like, man, that end of that career was pretty rough. But at least we have these memories. If he fucking kills somebody, the amount of strain that's going to be on that person's family is insane. And then we're going to have to talk about Jeff Hardy killing somebody. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no winner in this. And that goes back. It's just a fucking bummer. I didn't want to talk about this story at all. Cause like, there's like, I have been dreading this episode for a minute. I was mm -hmm. super excited to talk about the WWE stuff. Cause like that shit's scandalous. This is fucking depressing. Yeah. No, it's, it's a bummer and it sucks, but you know, just all we can do is hope for the best. And you know, maybe this is the time that he does just get his shit together. But, uh, moving on from there, Randy Orton has a has a potential back injury that could require surgery that would keep him out of action through the rest of 2022. That's a bummer uh, for a couple of reasons. One, he has been clearly having just like the most fun of his career, like the last several months. He's been a joy to watch. Um, I was greatly looking forward to him versus head of the table Roman. That was because be like that being that being where that was going to go, like that was going to be incredible. And now it's fucking Brock Lesnar again. Jesus Christ! 
Um, but it, it, this sucks for Randy. He's he's been going so long, though, because like it's easy to forget that like no, he's been doing this for like what twenty years, like yeah. WWE for twenty years. Yeah, like I I, I know that's just, I I pulled that number out of my ass, but he has been there for twenty twenty one years. Yeah, because so he started just, he he started in like oh two oh one oh two. Because like I have yeah. that I have his rookie Mattel figure not not his like first one Mattel made but they made one of like his debut yeah and like yeah no I remember buying that and whenever like they made a ruthless aggression figure of that back in like fucking two thousand and three and I had that figure yeah so it's it, that sucks for him um, hopefully though the, you know with the surgery he's able to continue to wrestle as long as he wants to because he said he wants to keep going and you know for a while. Um, and hopefully, cause again, it all, it all boils down to just like, but be okay. Yeah. Make sure there's quality of life mm-hmm. after you're done wrestling because he also has a family. He's got kids that, you know, take, take, take care of yourself because this is, it's not ballet. Um, it's not on the list, but I'm going to throw it in here. Um, Cody Rhodes went on record and said that nine months is quote, their plan, not mine. And I was going to say this if we did a show last week, and I don't know if I've already said this or not, but when WWE said that Cody Rhodes was expected to miss nine months, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. They overestimated because they are going to give him the Cena surprise return at the Rumble. June 23rd, 2022, Cody Rhodes is a surprise entrant and ultimate winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble. Uh, barring some kind of like complication not necessarily even complication but just like oh it turns out he wasn't just cosplaying as homelander abs you know accidentally it turns out he's a monster and he gets fired or you know wwe shuts down because they get sued for everything that they're worth you know barring some kind of like outside wildness there cody rhodes 100 is the winner of the royal rebel yeah the next the, the 2023 so I'm just throwing that in there. Um, let's see. Oh, I lost my spot. Uh, Raj Giri reported that Sasha Banks was granted her release. Now, this happened last week as well. Uh, this actually came on the heels of the big Wall Street Journal story from about the, the Vince McMahon hush bunny. But it has not it has not been confirmed. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp said that he had been told by at least one major star and one big backstage name that they were under the impression that she was no longer under contract but they neither side had made an official statement yet um i think it was pw insider though mentioned that she was still listed on the internal roster so we still don't have a 100 percent yes this happened they may be waiting to make a statement we don't know really what's going on there, um, but my it did result in one of my favorite tweets, which was uh, after Danielson's promo on Wednesday. Oh, hell yeah. We're getting Sasha Banks versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door. I would I would be there for it. Let's go. I'd be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I and we're going to we're going to breathe past these last ones because I can feel my voice going out. Yeah. Um. So again, I'm so sorry that this is what I sound like. Um, I this I I want it to be true. Like I I I want if that's what she wanted. 
Yeah. Because we also don't know if it was the thing where WWE fired her or if she had requested her release and they granted it to her. Now seems like a pretty good time if you were a woman unhappy with your standing in WWE to be like, hey, I want the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, this, this might be a good time to do that. Might be a good dip in time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, in, again, very unfortunate news, uh, within a day of each other, both David Hebner and Tim White passed away. Yeah. Two absolutely legendary referees um, in the professional wrestling world, spanning not just WWE, but like WCW and just everywhere. Um, Tim White, it sucks because what I most know him from is the skits, the skits from WWE.com. Yeah, the Mr. White and, skits. Yeah, yeah, the him and Josh Matthews. The oh, Mr. White, that's not wise. Because uh, like now it's even more morbid. But even back then, it's like man, those were fucked up. Yeah, those those were fucked up skits. And then of course, uh, David Hebner, Earl Hebner's twin brother, the the OG twin magic. I saw people calling it. Yeah. Um. So, unfortunate news, and our our best to their friends and families. Let's see. WWE. Uh, Paige has announced that WWE is going to let her contract expire when it does in July. Um, she said that she was on board with being resigned, but they declined. And she holds no ill will to them because, you know, she can't she can't be cleared to compete. And it's not like they were really doing anything with her outside of that. So uh, it's unfortunate for her, but like she's got a huge Twitch following. Um it's one of those things where it's like, man, people are talking about like, oh, she should go to AEW to wrestle or Not Shimmer a, or yeah, yeah, Stardom, and it's like, man, I if it's if it's the Brian Danielson thing where it's like, yeah, their particular doctors are looking at this one thing, um, and saying that oh, for a normal human being, your brain isn't right, but for or like for a normal human being, your brain is just fine. But for like a high level intense athlete, like they were testing him at, it's, you know, okay, maybe not quite there. Okay. Maybe, but like, we don't know really the extent of what her injuries are or things like that. And it's one of those things where it's just like, man, it's pro wrestling. I, I love pro wrestling and I know it's like literally in her blood, but quality of life is important take care of yourself first like don't i I don't want to see someone become permanently injured or incapacitated for wrestling when they shouldn't have Uh, let's see andrade has said that triple a tensions between new japan triple a and cmll are what is keeping him and the lucha brothers off of forbidden door um, he said that he was the original plan to wrestle for the United States Championship against Osprey. Uh, Will Osprey, but AAA didn't want their people, their contracted people, on a show with New Japan because New Japan has a partnership with CMLL, and New Japan just kind of out of respect said okay to that. So yeah, and like so honestly. This is where I say, man, this is real stupid because you have people that are signed from AEW just like being not told because I don't think anybody's telling AEW these guys can't wrestle because like that would be a bold choice. Uh, 
to being like, yeah, they can't wrestle these guys because we don't like the company that they're kind of affiliated with. And I would be like, yeah, but I signed this dude to a million dollar contract and uh, he's booked this day and he's going to do this because I signed him to a million dollar contract. And this is why I hate wrestling uh, because it shouldn't matter. They like, you can't tell me that AEW's roster is split and like 10 people are not eligible because of a side, well, not a side gig, but like because another promotion said we don't like them. Now, I'm not saying that's what's happening. It sounds like New Japan is just like, hey, we understand it's not going to happen. But you literally cut out, like, three really top names that way. Yeah, and, like, it's, people it, that it, people that I would want to see against New Japan people. The Lucha Brothers? Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. make that a uh, three-way title match with Rapongi Vice. Uh, the, uh, oh my god, Empire, help me. United Empire. United Empire and FTR. Throw the Lucha Brothers in there? Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. But they can't because of some wrestling shit. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. I, on the one hand, like, yes, no, I agree. It's, it's stupid. I will never, sorry to talk you out of thinking that that, yeah, is is dumb as shit. But I also kind of get it. Like, contracts are iffy and there's bad blood there. Like, yeah, it's petty and bullshit and ultimately it hurts the product. But, like... I can't fault them for going along with it. So, I mean, good on new Japan, but like, eh, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to let's rearrange it. Okay. So, uh, Dan Riker, who I talked about a couple, uh, last two, two or two weeks ago, I yeah. think he was my power of positivity. Um, he's done a little bit more interviews and done more podcasting where he's talked about his time at WWE. Um, and the one thing that I found noteworthy at least for me personally is that he kind of confirmed that the new day podcast is not coming back um that it's it's done for good he did put the caveat out there that like you know may once he now that he's gone maybe there's other talks but uh they signed on a deal for this podcast and they have a certain number of episodes they have to hit so that is why the best ofs keep happening and have been happening since like october yep because it was right around the time that I started listening. Yeah, it was it was when Big the last episode that they did was right when Big E won the title, won w, the WWE Championship. Um, but he said that it, it, it he alluded he never outright says it I don't think, uh, but he alluded it to the fact that like oh people weren't being paid for this extra work that they were putting in, and he it's also uh, he did it, it was on the Min Max podcast which is also pretty good because it's a bunch of former uh, Game Informer people, but they uh he he kind of goes into a bit about like the the work culture workplace culture and the level of micromanagement there so um in the last two bits of news are solid stories positive stories we're going to go out on uh the first one being that kushida has officially returned to new japan pro wrestling uh that is super cool he's made a statement saying that that's where he plans to spend the rest of his career and i'm very very excited for him and then last up is Austin Creed is set to host a new show on G4 uh, with Gina Darling, who is one of his Attack of the Show uh, co-hosts. Uh, it is going to be a revamp of Arena, which is a Ooh. old show on G4 uh, that was more esports focused yeah. and more like competitive. Um, but the two of them are going to be hosting that uh, together. That is apparently with a within a partnership with WWE. So we don't really know like how exactly it's going to go, but, uh, still super cool. And he, his stuff with G4 has been a ton of fun to watch as well. Yeah. But, 
that is going to do it for us. Uh, we kept it relatively short for how much we had to get through. Uh, again, let us know what you're most excited for for uh, Forbidden Door coming up this weekend. Let us know what your favorite match was. Uh, who do you think is going to be Zack Sabre Jr.'s opponent? Let us know because uh, you can tweet at us. The show, of course, is twitter.com slash nerdiestpart. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the five star man. That's with the number five. And then you can follow Dalton as well. Twitter.com slash Mr. D Anthony N P O T R. Uh, thank you all so much. Sorry. We missed last week. Sorry about my voice this week. Um, but we'll be back hopefully to normal next week with our forbidden door review and who knows what else happens in the world of wrestling. So until then, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Have a good week. Enjoy the shows take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and of course, as always, watch more wrestling.